Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, man of the people, you know, South City kid, loves uh, working in his hometown, a scrappy uh, kind of guy who's going to hit ball to the, the right side of the infield to move the runner from second to third. Uh, if I can get the ball to the outfield, I, I hit a sack fly. I'm always going to run hard. Um, I'd slide head first into, uh, into first base to beat the throw. I think I'm just relatable. And then Jackson, who just insulted the NHL and provided what I think is fake data that uh, nine of the last ten years in St. Louis, the television ratings have been higher for uh, the NBA Finals than the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, but he still hasn't provided that that data to me. And uh, to be real candid with you, I'm skeptical, but I have uh, commissioned another full-scale investigation just like the one that I have launched into what happened uh, with the uh, Highway 40 uh, renovations in 2008 and why, for whatever reason now, it takes uh, approximately four hours to get from uh, 40 and Lindbergh to downtown St. Louis because of something that's going on at Big Bend 170 and 40. So I've got a lot of investigations that I'm working on, and I'm sure John Denton does as well. He joins us right now here on Balloon Party. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, Cardinals and Red Sox this weekend, uh, two teams that had different expectations going into the season and two teams that to date have had different performances relative to those expectations. So uh, let's start with uh, the Cardinals' opponents this weekend. Not necessarily the greatest starting staff. Certainly they can get some rough starts there, so you could see some offense this weekend in that ballpark. Um, What have the Red Sox been able to do to uh, have a good record in a very tough division yeah you know they're a team that, that puts pressure on their opponents they have a, they have a deep lineup they they manufacture runs they they hit the ball uh, one through nine uh, there's not a lot of breaks in that lineup you know so it's going to be interesting tonight to see how adam wainwright navigates that you know he's going to have to use his guile use that curveball and try to get away with an 87 mile or fastball and you know, Wayno says he feels like he can will himself through anything, and that's what he's going to have to do tonight against a you know a really good lineup. It, it'll be a challenge. It'll be a, a great time to get it right. I mean, there's never a bad time to get it right. But considering that you have some tests here over the next week, I mean, this is this is this is a rough stretch, especially after what could have been a relatively speaking, relatively speaking, easy stretch when you look at the opponents over the last couple of weeks. Now you've got the Red Sox in Boston. Uh, you got the Brewers and you got the Dodgers. If the Cardinals can get it going, then it does lighten up. But it really hasn't mattered who they've played this year. Good teams, bad teams. We have seen consistent problems with it. Um, what sense did you get coming out of Wrigley Field with the mindset? Because certainly when Adam Wainwright was a guest with Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, Brooke Grimsley, and Matt Rocchio on the opening drive, uh, he was starting to feel optimism. At the same time, one of the traits that I think makes St. Louis Cardinal fans love him is that he is always seeing the glass half full. That has uh, certainly been one of his trademarks over his two decades in St. Louis. What is what is your assessment of where the team is and what their mindset is coming out of Wrigley and heading to Fenway? Yeah, 
you know, Wayno's always wearing those uh, cardinal red glasses. He sees the world through through cardinal red, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I think the team feels like it is things are starting to turn. This is starting to look more like the style of baseball they want to play. Uh, the, the two games that they won at Wrigley was a matter of getting, you know, the bullpen, a good start, timely hitting, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, that kind of disappeared uh, on Wednesday. Bad start by Jordan Jordan Montgomery. Only made it through five innings. I mean, he had dominated the Cubs coming into that game, a 22-inning scoreless streak. It was 4-0 all time. And, you know, he, he really got knocked around uh, in, in that third inning. And, you know, th- this team is – it is starting to turn, but there's still just those trouble, you know, question marks about, about the pitching staff. I think they've been 10, 10 straight starts now with a pitcher uh, not getting through six innings. Uh, the whole turn of the rotation – uh, these last five starts, nobody got through six innings. Uh, you know, uh, Jordan Montgomery was actually really critical of himself. He's like, you know, this that that doesn't get it done. Like, you've got to be able to get through six innings. And you know, part of the reason this this team has had so many troubles in the seventh inning this season, they've given up more runs in the seventh inning than they have any other inning, and that's because starters are are, are getting knocked out of the game after four innings or four and two thirds. You know, starters, it's their job to get through that sixth inning. And then, and then the bullpen can handle those final three. But when you have a starter going four and a third or three and two thirds, that's when, you know, you put way too much strain on your bullpen. So, you know, Wayno, if he can get through six tonight, you know, that's that that would be ideal, and they would they would certainly take that. Uh, Adam Wainwright tonight, Stephen Matz tomorrow, and Matz is coming off a really good start. I don't really think that anybody could could refute that, especially considering had that one gone the wrong way, I would imagine he would have found himself in the bullpen for the trip to Chicago and and Boston. Um, what did he do this past weekend against the Tigers, and uh, what uh, will he need to replicate from that start? if he is going to be able to get out of a, a warm afternoon game at Fenway tomorrow. Yeah, well, a, a big point of emphasis with him is throwing his curveball and landing his curveball. And, you know, that, that was a, a point that they were looking at. They were trying to work on his curveball more in a recent bullpen. Uh, the, the way he got better with it in the last start was he didn't throw it, which, you know, is you, you can't be a two-pitch pitcher as a starter. You can get away with that as, as a one-inning reliever. He's got to be able to land that curveball, and that'll be something to watch. You know, early on, if you see first, second inning, if he's leaving that curveball up, or if he's missing with it, it's probably going to be a long night for him. So, you know, if he can land that curveball, then he can pitch inside with his fastball. Then he can he can get swing and miss with that slider. Uh, but he, but he's got to be able to land the curveball. And you know, he got away with not throwing it last time. But when you're facing a lineup like the uh, the Red Sox, you know, you you, you can't be a two pitch pitcher. So uh, you know, early on, watch for that curveball, and you know if, if he's landing it, he can have success against the Red Sox. So, you know, he got away with it against a bad lineup like the Tigers, but I'm just not sure you can get away with that uh, against the Red Sox. John Denton, our guest here on Balloon Party, it's 101 ESPN. He's with us live from Boston, where the Cardinals will play the Red Sox for three this weekend. Uh, you and I have both observed with fascination Dylan Carlson. He's starting to get uh, more consistent time, that is for sure, and I feel like. He's shown signs of improvement, but then when I look at the numbers, that's not really reflective of it. Uh, his last seven games, he's he's hitting 200. He does have a home run that taking place against Shohei Otani, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and and he's you know still kind of languishing. Do you see signs of improvement there with getting the more consistent playing time, or are those numbers telling the story? 
I, I do, Jim. Uh, you know, his, his the bats look better. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when Dillon's not going well, the bat the swings are very defensive. Uh, a lot of a lot of check swings, a lot of incidental contact stuff like that. He is swinging the ball better from from the left side of the plate. Uh, you know, maybe the results haven't come through. He's had a couple of hard hit balls to the first baseman that, you know, move them a foot or one way or the other, and they could have been doubles. Uh, but but I think the quality of his swings are better. And, you know, there, there's no doubt in my mind, there's no doubt in Ali Marmol's mind, that their best defensive center fielder on the roster is still Dylan Carlson. It was always Dylan Carlson. Even when he wasn't playing, he was that guy. They just need him to hit left-handed. Uh, you know, the, he's going to hit right-handed. They need him to take more impactful swings from the left side of the plate. You know, he can't be a dink and dunk guy. He's got to be able to drive the ball to the gaps. He's got to be a guy who can get on base. And the swings are better. The results are not there. But they do think now that he's getting more consistent playing time that eventually it will come. And, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The whole point of the Jordan Walker thing was not about Jordan Walker. It was about removing the excuses and telling this group of outfielders, all right, go do something. And, you know, Dylan, Dylan Carlson's made good use of that time. And, like I said, if he keeps swinging the bat the way he is now, I think, you know, better results will come. Uh, here is uh, something I'm, I'm anxious to get your perspective on because I realize we're dealing with a relatively small sample size. And we're also not in a spot. You're certainly not. You're on the road with a team or at home with a team. So uh, people aren't in, in Memphis or, as the case might be, Lehigh Valley to take on the Iron Pigs. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Walker uh, went 0 for 4 last night. Uh, it's now been a few weeks since he was sent down, and he is hitting a buck 59. He has the second lowest OPS of anybody in the Memphis starting lineup. The lowest belongs to former Cardinal Taylor Motter, uh, mm-hmm. who is serving as DH. Um, have you spoken with anybody in the organization about Walker's progress? Is is the issue that he's having at AAA right now a byproduct of a conscious effort to change his swing to elevate the ball more or could this be a byproduct of a lack of confidence from being demoted what uh, what can you tell us about walker's situation because the stats certainly are not really encouraging yeah you know tim all the questions you just asked i asked ali barmal that about a week ago you know because first off i think it was very jarring to jordan walker to, to get sent down you know to be at this level and get sent down uh, I, th- I think it was jarring to his confidence i think it was jarring to his psyche but when they sent him down, they had the Cardinals hitting coach, uh, they had the hitting director, they had the, the Memphis um, hitting coach on, on a Zoom all together, and they talked about the changes that he needs to make, that he needs to get the ball in the air more. And, you know, a lot of times when you see a player make a major swing change, they go through this sort of period where they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out how to get the ball in the air more. And, you know, this is probably a byproduct of him changing his swing, you know, it, I didn't think there was a lot wrong with his swing. He had 25 hard hit balls in the first month. Um, he's driving a lot of balls into the ground, but they're trying to get him to lift it. And a lot of times when you're making a swing change like this, you're kind of in your own head. Uh, you know, you're popping balls up, things like that. So they they fully anticipated that he might go through a rough, rough stretch like this, but they want to get that swing changed so he'll be a better player, you know, capable of doing more damage in the long run. 
Cardinals and Red Sox at Fenway this weekend. Always fun just to see that ballpark. Hopefully, this will be the series that the Cardinals get it going, and then uh, we'll see the Brewers and the Dodgers the following week before the schedule, at least theoretically, should lighten up with four against the Reds, three against the Guardians, and then the Royals uh, for the second half of May. John Denton will be covering it, and you'll hear him on 101 ESPN as well and on TMA. John, enjoy the weekend at Fenway. Thanks so much for the time, sir. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Take care. You too, man. That's John Denton with us here on 101 ESPN, a regular guest on Balloon Party and on TMA. We shall take a commercial break, come back with the Lil Piddles Friday 6 Shooter. It's next here on Balloon Party. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.